It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 23rd, 2019. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. And of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Today's weekend episode, we'll be doing a best of the week, talking about Al Farouk Aminu. Coming up later on on today's episode, we'll also talk about the Magic's game against the Indiana Pacers coming up Saturday as well. So, so some things to get to here on a Saturday. We thank you for joining us here over your weekend. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic, uh, with excruciating detail, there's a podcast for every single team in the NBA covering their team with the same level of care and detail that you would find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want to get the lowdown on the Indiana Pacers? Check out Locked On Pacers. Looking ahead to Monday's game against the Detroit Pistons, check out Locked On Pistons. Both podcasts are fantastic. I've listened to them in the past to get myself set for games as well. No matter who your team is, you can find a podcast for you, whether it's NBA, NFL, MLB, college, and NHL too. You can also check out our national podcast, Locked On NBA, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball, plus plenty more, all on the Locked On Podcast Network. Just search wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. The best place to start when talking about the Magic's game Saturday against the Indiana Pacers is not with the Pacers, because... The Pacers are very good, and we will talk about them and what I think the Magic will have to do to get a win in this game, and I'll agree with Steve Clifford. The Magic can still win most games that they're playing in. Um, But before we get into that, I think the place to start is with the Magic themselves. The big announcement, of course, is who starts for the team with both Nikola Vucevic and Aaron Gordon out for this game specifically. We're only going to deal with this game specifically today. So Vucevic and Gordon are out. That, that's obvious. Everyone knew that. Michael Carter-Williams also out. But, that, that, you know, MCW's a big player. He's an important player, but not the main focus here today. 
with Aaron Gordon out, Steve Clifford is elected to start Wes Awundu at small forward to try and maintain the same rotations and same balance, uh, or at least the same perceived balance that that he's had so far. He didn't want to disrupt too many things, and you're losing two starters, so things are, so rotations and lineups are going to get disrupted, and combinations are going to get disrupted. So Wes Awundu will start there. The Magic did not announce who was starting at center yet, but considering Clifford Clifford's desire not to disrupt rotations, it's safe to say that it'll be Ken Birch starting at center. On top of this, Clifford, I think for the first time publicly, admitted there is a minutes restriction on Mo Bamba. About 15 minutes, it appears, is what the minute restriction is. He played 15 and a half minutes in Wednesday's loss to the Toronto Raptors. So, all that being considered, Clifford admitted too that Orlando's going to have to try some new things at center. If, if Bamba can't play more than 15 minutes, then obviously you can't fill the entire rotation with, you know, Ken Burch playing 33 minutes. I don't think that's feasible. And and Mobamba playing only 15. So there's two things that are going to happen. Uh, first, Clifford did say that if they have to increase Mo's minutes a little bit, the Magic will. So it wouldn't surprise me if he's up around 16, 17, 18. And I've, I've speculated myself that if Mo does have a good game, he would probably be the one to finish it. So that might bump him up to 20. On top of that, the second thing then is Clifford said that it is very possible the Magic try some new things at center. Whether it's Jonathan Isaac getting some minutes at center, which I think is very possible, very possible, or relying on Emil Jefferson. You know, Emil Jefferson hasn't really played many meaningful minutes. He played some meaningful minutes uh, in the Magic's finale last season against the Charlotte Hornets, but that game counted for something for the Magic, even though Vucevic didn't play, uh, but didn't count for anything for the Hornets. So it, it's hard to judge a whole lot from that. And, and Emil Jefferson is deserving of an opportunity, to be frank. Though. He's really, you know, grinded in the G League. He's been fantastic at that level. He, he deserves to test himself a little bit at the NBA level in, in more meaningful action than what he's seen so far in his NBA career. And so the Magic are going to kind of be piecing together a rotation a bit um, at that center spot specifically, but you know also somewhat on the wings as well. As, as, as if you move Isaac up or move Isaac down to the center spot, then you're, there's less minutes for him at the three or the four, and you know now you're playing Alpha Rukuminu a little bit longer, you're playing Wesawandu a little bit longer. It's it's not a, a bright line. So, you know, the Magic had Thursday off. They practiced Friday in Indianapolis. And that's going to be really the first time that they try and figure out the way that they have to play to, to kind of keep the boat steady. And we'll talk a little bit more about the potential and possibilities for this Magic team. Now, after we get a data point, I would say after after we, we get a little bit of a data point here in Saturday's game. and So we'll talk a little bit more about what this team uh, is going to do and what this team is going to be uh, and what this team can still accomplish because I'll go out, I'll go ahead and say it. I think this Magic team still has the ability to stay in the playoff race. You know, uh, Steve Clifford, I think, um, if, if you read you know, pretty much any of, the, any of the Magic media members, whether it's John Denton at orlandomagic.com, Roy Perry uh, of the Orlando Sentinel, or Josh Robbins of The Athletic, they all travel with the team. Or they all travel two games. Only, only John gets to travel with the team. Um, but... You know, Clifford, Steve Clifford, I think, was asked pretty directly, you know, do you believe this team can still compete and, and win and, and make, make the playoffs? And, you know, he said, 
you know, if we had to play a series against the Indiana Pacers, you know, I don't know if we'd have enough to win. But do we have enough to win tomorrow? Do we have enough to win Saturday? Do we have enough to win an individual game against any team? He said yes. They have enough to win these games. And so I would argue that with the talent the Magic have, with the, with the team that they have, they do have the ability to stay in contact in the playoff race. I'm not, I'm not going to pretend that they're going to finish above 500 or they'll go on some crazy run. Although, worth pointing out, Steve Clifford brought Tracy McGrady in during, the, uh, during training camp. The team that McGrady was on that went on that winning streak that, that McGrady talked about, and you can go back in archives and listen to, to that episode when McGrady came in. That team that McGrady was on didn't have McGrady and Yao Ming for a good chunk of that winning streak, and they still put together 22 straight wins. So anything can happen. Is this team that team? You know, I don't know. Is this league that league? I don't know. But I do think that the Magic can stay in contact in the playoff race, and honestly, that's really what, what's important, at least until Aaron Gordon comes back. The Magic are in eighth place in the Eastern Conference right now. They're, I believe, a... A game up on Charlotte, so it's, you know they're 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 still in the race. You know they're you know before entering Friday's games, they were two games back of Indiana for six, two and a half games ahead of New York for fifteenth. So it's a really congested uh, congested uh, group of teams right now. But Vucevic is going to be out during the point of the season when teams begin to separate themselves. So Orlando can certainly make a comeback. Um, they they certainly can. They were four and a half games out when they made their run last January and last February. They're four and a half games out when they were 20 and 31. So plenty of time to get back in the game. You just have to kind of stay in contact. If you're three, four games out when Vucevic comes back in December or January, it's a lot of work. Don't get me wrong, but certainly very, very possible. So again, I, I'll, I'll go into more detail on my thoughts on that uh, and on what has to happen for the Magic to do that uh, a little bit probably on Monday as we look ahead to the game against the Detroit Pistons uh, as well. I'll certainly do it early next week. But getting back to Saturday's game, what the Magic have to do against this Indiana Pacers team, who is also dealing with a lot of injuries. They just got Miles Turner back, but Malcolm Brogdon is doubtful for the game. They, uh, they should get TJ McConnell and possibly Jeremy Lamb back for Saturday's game. So they'll be back to a little bit of full force. They've been off since Monday. Now, the last game was Monday against the Brooklyn Nets. They won that game by 30-plus points. Um, it... It's... It, this is still a really good Indiana team. And, and you know, honestly, when the Magic play the Pacers... Back a, a week ago, you know, I kind of joked to myself that you know this this Indiana Pacers team is playing how the Magic would play if the Magic could hit shots, and so I would say that going up against this Pacers team, the Pacers are going to be solid. They don't get to the line very much, but they're they're solid. They move the ball well. They get three point shots. They they take good good mid range shots. They work really hard on the glass. They're really strong defensively. They have a very solid identity, and they are, you know, a team that's just difficult to break down. So for the Magic to win, and honestly, this is for the Magic to win moving forward as well, for the Magic to win this game, they've got to stick to their basics. Those basics are defend at a high level, which the Magic have allowed to slip a little bit. They're now 11th in the league in defensive rating. The Magic will not win. The Magic will not make the playoffs if they are not in the top 10 in defensive rating. I'm, I'm just going to say that flat out. So Orlando certainly does have to get back to its defensive roots. And I think, honestly, with Nikola Vucevic being out, with Aaron Gordon being out, defense is their key to winning. They're going to have to muck up some games because the offense is going to fall off a cliff a little bit. It's going to be a struggle to score consistently, especially when those bench units come in. 
And that's honestly a place that Indiana does really, really well in. They've got some depth. Um, in Monday's game, they got great play from Goga Batadze and uh, Nas Mitrulong that really helped them push ahead in the game, that really staked them that lead. That was a huge, huge game for Indiana's bench that, that built them a, a 15-20 point lead that extended that game out to 15-20 points. And they were able to kind of cruise the rest of the way because their ball movement was really crisp. They made open shots and they defended really well. So for Orlando, the key here is defense. You defend at a high level that will create your transition opportunities. That'll get you easy shots and that'll stake, that'll stake you some comfort. More importantly on that end, you got to play without fouling, which you know Indiana doesn't draw a lot of fouls, so not a, shouldn't be a huge issue. Um, but you got to defend well. You got to be physical with them. You've got to rebound. You cannot give them second chance opportunities. You cannot turn the ball over on your end and give them easy transition opportunities because Indiana will play a slow game too. Indiana and Orlando's paces are about the same. And so, really, to, for Orlando, losing Nikola Vucevic, losing Aaron Gordon. It's going to force this team to get back to their basics defensively. And to me, that's really the key. Are you going to limit mistakes? Are you going to limit them to one shot, limit their possessions? Are you going to value the ball on your end? Um, are, you know, whether you score or not, you know, it's, it's going to be, come down to execution. And yeah, it's going to make things tough. But if, you, if you're kind of keeping that score low, if you're keeping that score tight, you, you just give yourself a chance. And that's really what it's going to come down to. Indiana will take and make threes. They are a they are a solid three-point shooting team, even though they don't take a lot of three-pointers. Um, if you give them those opportunities, though, they will take them and they will make them. So Orlando's defense has got to be on point here. And again, it's just going to be about getting back to the very, very basics. That's what this game is going to be about. And, you know, with Orlando, if they play that way, if they play sticking to their core principles, to, to the team that we know they can be on the defensive end, and, and honestly, Ken Burch, being in the lineup, I think that's going to help their defense a, a little bit. Um, I think you know playing this first game without uh, playing this first game without those players uh, is going to force them to focus, and, and I think the energy that they play with early on is going to be really interesting to see. Um, you know, I, I, you know this this I think this is going to be a stretch where the team can get blitzed early in games, and if they get blitzed early in games, it's it's over. Orlando's not going to be able to really come back a lot with the offense that they're going to be playing. So they've got to really be attentive and energetic early. Set a tone early. And if they do that, they will have chances to win. And they will have a chance to win this game because Indiana is good. I'm not saying Indiana is a bad team. Indiana is good. But Orlando is certainly a team that, uh, it's certainly a team that Orlando should feel they can stay up with. They can stay with even with the losses that they've had. But it's going to take a lot of attention to detail, a lot of attention to detail that, that, frankly, the Magic haven't always had of late. The Orlando Magic take on the Indian Pacers Saturday at 7 o'clock at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. Attention, past, present, and future MyBookie players. For this week only, MyBookie is offering a risk-free bet on the Bears-Lions game. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250. If you win, congratulations. You've got extra holiday spending money. If you lose, congratulations as well. MyBookie will give you all your money back. It's a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. It's no risk, all gravy. It doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer. MyBookie welcomes all to come play. So quit waiting around and sign up today. If you find yourself wanting to sports bet but have lots of questions, do not sweat it. 
MyBookie's patient customer service team can walk you through the process. And the best part is, if you join now, you'll still have one last shot to take advantage of their incredible sign-up offer. Just log on to MyBookie.ag and make your first deposit with promo code LOCKEDONNBA. And MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart your bankroll. And that's on top of the risk-free bet. Let me repeat that. That is a guaranteed deposit match and a risk-free bet for this week only. So if you're a true football fan, you do not want to let this opportunity pass you by. You simply cannot lose. Make sure you do your part to support your team this season. Hop on the gravy train and get in on the action with my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, Switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. All right, like I said earlier in the year, I want to kind of use our weekend shows to give you a best of flavor of Locked On Magic. So today, we're going to go back to a conversation that we had on Tuesday about Alpha Rukaminus. And now, with obviously the injuries the Magic are facing, Al Farouk Aminu is going to have a big role as kind of someone who has to step up his offensive game a little bit, especially with those bench units to keep this team afloat. And Al Farouk Aminu, despite uh, some of the issues that he's had offensively, has proven that when he's given the chance, he can step up. So here, here, so let's talk a little bit more about Al Farouk Aminu. You know, and part of that resolve that I'm talking about, part of that kind of team building that I'm talking about, very much has to do with the commitment and kind of buy-in of the entire team to their roles and what they're going to be needed to do. You know, I think I think it's Clifford who said last year, throughout last year, that everyone on this roster is going to be needed at some point this season. And honestly, that was true. Jarrell Martin was needed for two, three games last season. You know, Jaron, Jaron Grant was needed. He played a little bit, but Isaiah Briscoe, no one thought Isaiah Briscoe would be much of anything he was absolutely needed last season. Even for a team that was relatively healthy, everyone on the roster, you know, that was on a regular contract, played some meaningful minutes and had to play some meaningful minutes and impact a game with wins and losses. You know, and Melvin Frazier might have been the only one who never really played meaningful minutes all year. So that statement's very, very true. Everyone on the roster is going to be needed at some point. Everyone has to be ready and you know, the Magic kind of understand and know they will not have the same injury luck that they had last year. In fact, already, they've had some bad injury luck. But Al Farouk Aminu came to the Orlando Magic after pretty much being a full-time starter for his entire career. Signing a three-year deal with the team, essentially knowing that he'd be coming off the bench. He'd be more of in a support role. But, you know, even the best team guys have a little bit of ego, and I'm sure 
he did not imagine that 12 games or 10 games into the season, he'd be asked to come off the bench. Last Wednesday against the Philadelphia 76ers, Steve Clifford trying to make sure that Terrence Ross gets in rhythm or, or enough players get in rhythm, finally shortened his rotation to nine guys. I think some of it had to do with the Magic trying to match minutes with Ben Simmons specifically in that game, but um, match Aaron Gordon's minutes to Ben Simmons specifically in that game, but the Magic, or Steve Clifford, decided he needed to go to nine to make sure everyone important got their minutes. And with the way his rotation shook out and a minute restriction probably on Markel Fultz, Al Farouk Amini was the guy that got squeezed out. Clifford said in his press conference after the game that Aminu understood um, that with, with Clifford's reasoning and understood and accepted that role. And Clifford kind of assured the media, at least, that it probably wasn't going to be permanent, that they were going to need Aminu at some point in the season again and probably use him pretty heavily. Little did he know that would be two, ga- two days later in the very next game. Jonathan Isaac at the Magic's uh, season ticket holder event to uh, unveil their City Edition jerseys was playing around with some of the fans at the NBA Experience, which, you know, if you know, has interactive exhibits and, and basketball-related exhibits, and did what basketball players do. He rolled his ankle, spraining his ankle and, you know, getting ruled out of Friday's win over the Spurs. Suddenly, Al Aminu went from playing the fewest minutes he has played in four seasons to being a starter. And honestly, neither he nor the Magic, even though Jonathan Isaac has been vitally important to this team and their defense, nobody bat an eye. If you want to know why the Magic signed Al Aminu, if you want to know what benefit that brought to the team, this is exactly it. And Friday's win over the Spurs, he had 13 points and 13 rebounds. He attacked the offensive glass. He finished around the rim, hit a couple threes. He was active, engaged, and defensively, you don't have to question him. He is always in the right spot. He's maybe not guarding the best player on the other team. That Magic didn't ask him to guard DeMar DeRozan or anything. But he was opportunistic and solid on the glass and defensively. That's what you expect from Al Farouk Aminu. And Sunday's win over the Wizards, he didn't shoot well, two for eight, from the floor, and, and he struggled to shoot to start the year. But he was solid again. 6.6 rebounds. Again, good defense. The Magic, he did exactly what he was in there to do. Provide a solid defensive presence. So again, the Magic did not skip a beat, even without their best player. Al Farouk Aminu, and, and to some extent, I think Michael Carter-Williams and, and Wessa Wundu, are there to break, cla- break glass in case of emergency. All three of those guys, Steve Clifford can really trust to step into the game and deliver what the team needs from them. They are not question marks to him. They're guys he can trust and knows exactly what he will get from them. That's a big thing to have that kind of depth. And so while the Magic don't have offensive depth and those second units are still struggling to score a ton, while the Magic don't have offensive depth, they don't ever really have to change the way they play. No matter who's in the game, 
they can feel confident defensively. And stick to the same kind of offense even and the same kind of defensive rules. They don't have to change matchups. They don't have to do anything. In fact, honestly, the biggest question that I had is if if the idea was to match minutes with Ben Simmons, why are you doing that when Al Farouk Aminu can step in just as well? And they had Jonathan Isaac that game as well. The whole idea is that versatility would allow Orlando to seamlessly sort of replace one of those guys if they lost them. They don't lose it. They don't, I mean, they lose something because Aaron Gordon and, and Jonathan Isaac are better players, but they don't lose anything in terms of style and defensive presence. And that's important. It's not not important. Aminu is still somewhat the flawed player that he was. His shooting isn't consistent at best. Um, he's struggling this year to finish around the rim, but he's getting good shots there. Right now, he's more just a defensive grinder. And, and you just hope the offense, and you trust him as a veteran, that the offense will come around him. Right now, he's averaging a career, what would be a career low in points. So, you know, I don't think it's anything to do with, with aging or anything, I, but I just think it's the way the Magic are using him as, as a role player. And certainly they don't have the guards to get him open like Portland did, where, where Damian Lillard could get you an open shot off his dribble penetration. Among the Magic's bench players, the Magic have their best net rating with Aminu on the floor. They break even with Aminu on the floor, which is not something you could say about any of the bench players. And before he started these last two games, because the starters play a lot better than the bench, Aminu was a minus two, two net rating. Only Michael Carter-Williams was better. So while he's being put in lineups that maybe don't take advantage of his skills and, and, and play him the best, he's still making a, a relatively positive impact. At this point, really, it's just about him making the shots around the basket that he does get, and when he's open, making those three-pointers. But for sure, Orlando knows they can rely on him. Orlando knows and knew all along that if something were to happen, he would be there for them. And not only that, that whatever the magic would need from him, he would be happy to provide. There have already been games this year where teammates have said, we probably don't win this game without Alpha Rukuminu, without Chief. So it seems like, in some respect, maybe not in all respects, but it seems like the Magic have indeed made the most of this signing. Or the Magic have indeed gotten exactly what they hoped for in this signing. An insurance policy. And that insurance, at least through these last two games, appears to be paying off. Just an update, though, to one of those stats back here live on a Saturday night, Saturday morning. Uh, just an update to one of those stats. The Magic now have a minus 2.7 net rating with Al Farouk Aminu in the lineup. That is still the second best among the bench players. Uh, actually, it's now the best among the bench players, which, of course, granted, Aminu started two of those games, and, and that was recorded Tuesday, obviously, before uh, the Magic uh, went on this road trip, before the Magic uh, uh 
you know, kind of got things got things going or before that game against the Toronto Raptors. So, uh, obviously, things have changed a little bit. Uh, Michael Carter-Williams has fallen back to minus 3.5 net rating. And again, you look at the Magic uh, Magic's bench compared to their starters. Every player on the Magic's bench has a negative on-court net rating. Everyone in the Magic starting lineup, except for Aaron Gordon, who plays a lot of his minutes with the bench, have a positive net rating. And so I think that's that's definitely something to watch as, as the Magic try to piece together a rotation to get through this. Uh, looks like it's going to be a, a little bit of a tough time uh, with without Nikola Vucevic. Before we sign off today, Audible has the world's largest selection of audiobooks and audio entertainment. Start listening with a 30-day Audible trial. Choose one audiobook and two Audible originals absolutely free. Visit audible.com slash LockedOnNBA. Listening on the go, if you can't visit Audible right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. Well, that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode, today's best of episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalay, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places in all our podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore mean. Of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. On our next episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk about the Magic's game against the Indiana Pacers and break that one down for you. Um, the game tips off at 7 o'clock on Saturday as the Magic continue this four-game road trip, their first game, since the injuries to Aaron Gordon and Nikola Vucevic. So, obviously, uh, going to be interesting to see how the Magic react to those absences. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.